and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your Life Transitions Coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, Life Transitions and Relationship Coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. And today's topic is the hunger scale and the desire to eat. We're going to talk a little bit about how to know if we're hungry and how to control that desire to eat that we all have in order to keep our weight under control as well. So let's talk a little bit about the hunger scale. Here we see a bunch of emojis who are showing you what it's like to feel extremely hungry. It kind of looks hangry, in fact, all the way to, I'm so full, I couldn't eat another bite, and I'm sick. (laughs) I don't feel good. I eat too much. Um, I think we've all been at some point in that scale before, so we kind of know what everything feels like, but sometimes we kind of lose track especially when we're eating foods that are very concentrated, such as processed foods, um, packaged foods. Sometimes those instant hits of dopamine that we get from donuts and other sugary foods, uh, cookies and and candies, uh, can help us to forget what it's like to feel really hungry because our blood sugars get knocked off balance. There are six hungers that we all feel, starting with nutritional, then thirst, variety, low blood sugar, emotional, and empty stomach. Nutritional hunger is really the body's way of asking for nutrients. I am needing sustenance, right? Your body is feeling weak. Um, maybe you're a little lightheaded, uh, your stomach might be growling or it might be past that point um, when you're truly nutritionally hungry. Uh, the, only, the When you're nutritionally hungry, all foods will look good to you. doesn't matter if it's a, you know, a salmon meal or if it's a donut, anything food-wise would look good to you because you're truly hungry and it's the only genuine form of hunger. So, do you feel nutritional hunger? And do you know what that feels like? Um, I don't. I don't know that I could make the distinction between just being hungry, mm-hmm. you know, running low blood sugars, and whether or not it, that's a result of uh, a nutritional nu- nutrients. A, you know, l- lack of nutrients. To me, hungry. I, I guess this encapsulates it. To me, hungry is hungry, right? Mm-hmm. When it hits, I'm hungry. And if I happen to be near a donut shop or a, you know, nutrient shop, uh, the result is going to, I'm just going to, my body doesn't, I haven't made those distinctions. Okay. So my body just kind of says, I can always tell when my blood sugars drop, which is mm-hmm. an indication that I'm hungry. Uh, I, I, I think I take a different look at it since I do track my blood sugars. And so I know what it feels like when I'm out of calories. So that I get two feelings. One is that, I don't know, feeling of emptiness. Mm-hmm. But if it happens at night, then I can't produce heat. I can't warm myself. And I literally have to get up and um, 
just eat something, get some carbohydrates in the system so it starts producing calories that, uh, that I can use quickly. Uh, but I don't know, I, you know, as I was looking at those six things, I don't know that I've ever had thirsty. I suppose I could say I, I experienced thirst, uh, but I don't know that I could make the distinction between um, any of the others. You know, I've never, I've never made the distinction between being hungry and lacking nutrients. Right, it's just, that may be a guy perspective, though. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on. So, thirst. Our bodies originally got their hydration from the food we ate because uh, there was not always water nearby. Uh, when people lived, you know, wherever they could, uh, maybe they couldn't get to water all the time, so their hydration would come from their food. So when we feel hungry, sometimes it is just your body being thirsty, but it's communicating that through hunger signals. So if you think, well, it's been a while since I've, drink any water, then drink some water and see if your hunger dissipates. That's going to help you decide. Craving variety. Uh, cravings for, for a variety of foods is an evolutionary pr uh, protective mechanism so that we wouldn't just eat the things that we're closest by all the time. We would actually go out and hunt for food or uh, go further out and look for different foods so that we would meet all our nutritional requirements. Um, so sometimes we're just craving a variety of foods. However, this can dissipate if we're eating all the nutrition that we really need um, and not eating things that throw that off like sugars and flours and things that raise our uh, blood sugars and dopamine levels. Low blood sugar. Toby talked about this. The best way to deal for most people with low blood sugar hunger is not to have low quality sugars in your diet because when you eat sugar it makes you crave sugar and it's a never-ending cycle of I want more sugar I want more sweets I want more uh, candy potato chips fruits all the things that raise your blood sugar level and when it gets back down again that crash that we always have after eating those low quality sugars then we just want it again so overall sugar intake including fruit should be limited and seasonal. And again, fruit does affect our blood sugars, especially very sweet fruits uh, like pineapple and uh, sweet apples and things that, uh, things other than berries, I guess. Berries that are a little bit tangy, uh, tart, those don't have as much sugar as a lot of the other fruits that we eat. Then we have empty stomach. Uh, this is just a survival mechanism uh, that when we feel like we have an empty stomach, we should begin to think about looking for food again because it's going to take time and effort to find food. And we want to have that enough energy to be able to find the food before we get truly, truly hungry. We don't really have to deal with that anymore. Food is everywhere. It's easily available. So uh, just having an empty stomach doesn't mean we need to eat. It's just a feeling, huh, I'm intermittent fasting, and now my stomach is empty, and now I know what it feels like. I'm not hungry yet. 
I think I'll wait a while. Maybe I'll drink some water or have some coffee and then wait a while and see how I feel later if I'm hungry then. So once we can discern the difference between having an empty stomach and being truly hungry, then we'll know when it's the right time for us to eat. And then we have emotional eating. I like the little poster. Stressed is desserts spelled backwards. (laughs) Uh, Emotional eating includes things like buffering and becoming unconscious to our feelings by eating. I'm lonely. Let me go find something in the refrigerator and eat. Um, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling whatever. I think I'll go eat to cover up those feelings because I don't want to feel them. That's buffering with food. Or we might be over-consuming foods and beverages and justifying it by the occasion or social event. Toby and I both did this Monday night, (laughs) so we know what it's all about. Oh, I'll just have this margarita because other people are drinking. I'll just have this red wine because it was offered with the meal and I'm at a friend's house. I'll just have a little bit of that tiramisu because everybody's having it. Uh, We all do this, and it's just something that we really need to be aware of. Uh, it is a kind of emotional eating. We're not eating because we're hungry. We're eating because we want to fit in. Eating comfort foods due to memories and holidays, right? We go home to be with our families, and this is coming up with Thanksgiving. So just be aware of that. You know, uh, well, I had to have uh, Grandma's stuffing, and I had to have some of... Uh, Aunt Deanna's uh, pumpkin pie, and I had to have some, you know, because it, because you know, it's family and it's a holiday, so it's you know have to. <laughs> and then again, we overeat because we're trying a little of everything, and we have to because it's a holiday. <laughs> the honest truth is, we don't have to. Uh, and then we sometimes eat because it's time to eat oh well it's lunchtime let's eat because we're conditioned that way right at ah, noon gotta eat it's lunchtime ah it's five o'clock start getting dinner ready whether we're hungry or not we don't ask ourselves we just look at the clock and the clock says eat so we we do that or we might be uh well i have to go to this event later this evening And I don't know if there's going to be food there, and I don't know what kind of food. So I'm going to eat now, even though I'm not hungry, uh, just to be prepared, you know, in case there's not food there. So when we don't know exactly when our next meal is going to be, sometimes we'll just eat, even though we're not hungry. And that can be tied into that emotional eating or scarcity mindset. Oh my gosh, what if I go there and there's nothing that I can eat? I'll starve. I better eat now. We won't starve, will we? Nope. Ever. (laughs) So, a great way to overcome emotional eating is to understand your emotions. And life coaching tools can help you to understand your emotions. It can help you to develop the awareness of those emotions. Understand your triggers. What sets you off each time? Why do you feel like you need to have that drink or that dessert and let's work our way through it see how your thoughts influence your feelings and how your feelings will influence then your actions and your results and we want to gain control over our actions 
by controlling our thoughts first. So if you're wanting to learn more about that, you can click on the link in the description box below and you can schedule a coaching call with me or I'm going to be offering a group uh, coaching session focusing mainly on weight loss and weight loss techniques, uh, life coaching techniques that apply to weight loss starting in the new year. So if that's something you think you might be interested in, then go ahead and let me know in the comments below this video and we'll get together on that. It's important that we learn our signals, the way our body is feeling and get connected to our body and understand what's going on in my body. How am I feeling? Am I really hungry? Am I just, you know, paying attention to the clock? Or am I eating because I'm buffering? What's going on? It's just like, say that you're an American and you're used to telling the temperature in Fahrenheit and somebody tells you it's 72 degrees and you automatically know, oh, 72 degrees is beautiful. I don't need a jacket. I can go outside and it's going to be nice. Um, say you're in visiting Europe and they tell you, uh, I don't know, it's 32 outside. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> Do you know the formula? I don't. <laughs> in other words, I don't know until I've lived there for a while and gotten used to a different, you know, number meaning what it means, you know, like, oh, this feels like 72. This is comfortable. And it's, this is what the temperature is in Celsius. So it's a thing we have to learn, right? We sense the temperature, then we see the number and we know. It's just like that with knowing what's going on in our diet, checking with our hunger scale. Am I at a one to right now? Am I at a five? Am I at a ten? Where am I on the hunger scale? Well, let's see. I had a big meal for lunch. Right now, I think I'm I'm pretty satisfied. I wouldn't need to eat for another few hours at least. Uh, sometimes when we do intermittent fasting, that helps us to determine a little bit better if we're you know, where we're at on the hunger scale. And it's a good practice to start asking yourself. Every time you're going to reach for some food, ask yourself, where am I at on the hunger scale? And then rate yourself. Hmm, I'm at, well, I'm pretty hungry. I'm a seven, you know, but I'm not starving. I'm not hangry. I'm not, uh, so rate yourself a lot. Do it a lot until you just know it, until it's automatic, until like I'm in Europe and I know what temperature it is outside and I know what it's going to feel like, just like I do when I'm in America. Eat according to your plan only when you're hungry. So when you're following a protocol and you've planned ahead and you know, okay, I'm going to eat my lunch around one o'clock uh, and then it gets to be 11 o'clock in the morning and you're like, hmm, I'm kind of hungry now. Should I eat? Well, let me see where I am on the hunger scale. Mm, I'm only about a six. I think I'll just have some water and wait until one o'clock like I planned. Don't wait until you're extremely hungry, though. 
Um, I know when I had to uh, fast for a couple of days before having a colonoscopy, afterwards I was just like, oof, really hungry. But I got to be careful about what I eat because I just had a colonoscopy. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you want to ease your way back into it. Um, but if you also, if you wait until you're extremely hungry to eat, you may have a hard time sticking to your planned protocol. You might just eat whatever you see, right? <gasps> There's pizza, ah, you know, and then you've ruined your plan. Uh, you've, you've gone off of it. Not ruined it forever, but ruined it for that meal. And uh, getting extremely hungry makes it super difficult makes it super difficult to have uh, good self-discipline. Did you have something you wanted to No, say? no, no. I don't need attention. I just I was reaching for the, uh, 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 the slider and my hand accidentally touched the intro. So, sorry. <laughs> How do you feel about your signals? Now, uh, I know you have a lot more issues with uh, blood sugars, like you talked about, mm -hmm. that if you don't eat properly throughout the day, that you get really cold at night and you can't sleep well, wakes you up. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think is best for you? So uh, what's best for me uh, is that I have a meal, uh, um, um, what I refer to as my morning meal. Mm -hmm. I know from experience that if I have a meal in the morning, uh, and then it's you know between 500 and 750 calories, uh, that will get me through the day. I don't get hungry. I don't get... Uh, the blood sugar sensation, I'm not even sure how to describe it. Uh, but that gets me to that dinnertime meal, which I need about five or six. And if I do that, then I'm okay throughout the night. If I, if I skimp on the dinner meal, mm -hmm. then uh, I'll wake up at two or three too cold to be able to sleep. I can't because I, I've run out of calories to produce enough heat. Um, so I can... I Maybe... Maybe it's hormones rather than calories. Well, uh, that I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, can, I know I can always correct it mm -hmm. by getting up, and my tradition is to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That gets me through the night, you know. <coughs> it's not healthy, but it produces almost instant calories, and that gets me back to sleep, which to me is more important. Uh, but if I have uh, two meals a day, uh, I'm okay with that. that. That seems to keep me from falling into that uh, that trap. But... Uh, there's a very distinct moment at which it, it, the the thing about the blood sugars is it's very sudden and very distinct. It's not like you know I I'm kind of feeling hungry and then the, when the blood sugars drop, you know it. Everything changes. Uh, you get kind of a queasy stomach. Uh, you might uh, sweat a little bit. You know you might get the cold sweats, etc. There's all these things that happen at once that tells you you just allowed your blood sugars to drop. And because I take medication, um, it's important that, you know, I'm taking medication to keep my blood sugars low. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh, you, you can, if they drop, uh, you need to replace something quickly. Uh, and I'm not talking about make yourself a glass of sugar water, you know, or <laughs> suck down a Snickers, that, that that makes it even worse. Yeah. What you look for is something that kind of levels out, you know, there's a number of protein bars that are primarily protein with uh, enough carbohydrates, good carbohydrates that aren't sugars uh, to do it. So I keep them in the drawer. And if I feel like something's going off, 
uh, then I just grab one of those, and that gets me to dinner. You know, if I didn't, mm-hmm. if I haven't already prepared dinner, and that's you just have to have those because if it hits you and you still need, you know, a half hour to one hour to prepare dinner, you're in trouble. I, well, and I don't mean in trouble. It's not like you're. I'm, I'm not going into insulin shock for you know yeah. for people that that require insulin. Uh, I'm just not going to feel very good, and uh, you get into that low blood sugar. You you can tell uh, when I'm when I've hit low blood sugars because I can't pay attention to stuff. <laughs> I started one oh, thing. Oh, have you eaten today? What? Uh, no, yeah, I have eaten today. But <laughs> okay, just checking. I'm just uh, I'm just uh, that was that's just the distraction of trying to get ready for this trip and having to call your daughter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, so yeah, if if I start if you see me in motion and not doing any one thing for any length of time the blood sugars are off at that point because that's the first thing that happens to you and uh, to me i don't know what it is to other people and if i find myself doing it and i don't have that sensation you know if i find myself in three different rooms in less than five minutes doing three different things then i know yeah you're that's it's i don't know what it does to your brain but it causes Mm -hmm. some form of distraction that says Mm -hmm. oh start this no, 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 start this. No, 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 start this. Mm-hmm. And once I do that, then I know, right? If I want uh, to, I know that I've got to address that issue so mm. real quickly. Interesting. So the other thing that's uh, real helpful are those, sounds kind of crazy, but I, I don't know, you've seen my top drawer and I have those uh, baby squeeze fruits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's enough to get me, you know, if I feel like it's coming on, boom, I squeeze one of those fruits uh, right down and, that kind of gets me through until I can make my normal meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what works for me is I try to follow as much as I can <laughs> a ketogenic diet, uh, cyclical ketogenic diet, which means you do a, a refeed day once a week. But basically, I inter- incorporate intermittent fasting. So I try to right after dinner not eat again until the next day. Um, this works really well if I am conscious about it and I, you know, pay attention to what I'm doing. Um, there's a lot of times when after dinner we are watching television or, you know, something habitual comes along and I want to have popcorn or a snack um, in the evenings and that always puts weight on me. So I try not to do that. Uh, and I know if I'm putting weight on that I got to stop eating at night. That's the number one thing. And then I uh, have my bulletproof coffee in the morning. That's my breakfast. Uh, For lunch, I do uh, something with vegetables and protein. And then for dinner, again, salad or vegetables and protein. And then uh, that's what works best for me. Uh, It works really well for a lot of people, especially if they have have to get off the sugars and all the things that are spiking their dopamine and their blood sugar. Um, Sticking to that ketogenic diet for at least a couple of weeks can really make a difference on turning that around. What we need to do is plan for urges. Urges uh, that usually do occur include snacking between meals right? Uh, well, I'm going to have a meal in, in an hour, hour and a half, but I'm hungry right now. Or let me just have a few nuts. Or let me just grab that little candy bar or um, this or that. 
something, apple slices, something. It's like, hmm, maybe I could just wait that hour and have wait for dinner because I'm going to have a good-sized dinner. Maybe I can wait. So snacking between meals is an urge that we need to plan on and prepare for. Other people offer or are eating and drinking. Like when you go to a friend's house or you go out to a restaurant with a group of friends and everybody else is having an appetizer. Uh, Appetizers are not in my planned protocol. So I'm, you know, but there it is, right? Uh, Chips and salsa or a little dip and some bread and, you know, appetizers um, really add up. Uh, other people are drinking alcohol. I didn't plan to have an alcoholic beverage at this meal. So, hmm, but there it is. And everybody else is having one. Urges. We have to plan for and prepare for them. Habitual eating. Like I talked about after dinner, sit down, watch television with my husband. And I want popcorn because this is what we do. <laughs> this is a habit. Um, this is something I grew up doing and I still enjoy doing it. So it's a habit. Or uh, having uh, chips and tea every weekend. My husband wants to go out for Mexican food at our favorite restaurant in town. And he's like, do you want to do chips and tea tomorrow? And I always say, yes, of course, sure, because it is a habit. It is our little event for the week, our date. Uh, unexpected temptation. So you walk into work and there's donuts today. Oh, gosh, don't they look good? Don't they smell good? Ugh. Got to plan for those urges, right? And we talked about urges last time and how we deal with those urges. Wait 10 minutes. Take a look at what you're wanting and why you're wanting it and ask yourself, does this fit into my goals? Do I want to lose weight? Is that going to help me lose weight? Uh, Is this in my plan for what I was going to eat today? No. If it's not, give yourself that 10 minutes to step back, think about it, drink some water, breathe a little bit, and give yourself some space and see if that urge will dissipate. Dealing with desire. Notice your triggers. For me, like I said, sitting down to watch television, got to have my popcorn or some nuts or some kind of snack. Let's have that because that's my trigger. What's your trigger? Um, stress, I guess. Some kind of stress, some additional stress. Mm-hmm. Well, because your first reaction very is... Common, the, very yeah. common. Very <laughs> common. Most of us feel that way. I, I think that's my primary. Uh, my, You know, if I have some... And, and you, you know, stress in my life is at, at a completely different... The definition is at a completely different level than where stress was for me when I was 40 or 50. Right. Now stress is... I will give an example of some time that you ate under stress. Okay, go ahead. Okay, we were at a conference together, and I had just spoken to somebody who told me they didn't like you. And they told me why they didn't like you. And I came back to you, and I told you about it. And you had just said, no, I don't feel like eating my lunch. I'm not hungry. And then I told you this thing about this person who said they didn't like you and why they didn't like you. And you immediately grabbed cookies and candies. And I asked you, why are you eating? Was this a why aren't you B2B eating your extra? lunch? Why aren't you eating your lunch instead of that? 
Mm. If you are eating, you must be hungry. So why aren't you eating your lunch? And it was because you were stressed. Emotionally stressed you because somebody emotional. didn't like me. Yeah. Who you was were that? buffering. Oh, what's the name of that guy who used to do the drones? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. He failed. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying an example. We're past it now. I'm just teasing. We're past it now, but... I don't want you eating again because of this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that happens to everybody. You know, we get stressed and we want to buffer. Uh, but we need to stop that unconscious reaching. Somebody doesn't like me, grab food. Cookie. Cookie. Look, a cookie. Cookie monster. Unconscious, right? Uh, whatever is happening that you're grabbing food, you need to stop being unconscious about it and as you're reaching say to yourself i'm reaching for a cookie look i'm that isn't on my diet and i'm not going to eat this right now i'm going to think about it for 10 minutes give yourself 10 minutes give yourself some space become conscious observe and narrate what's happening i really want this cookie am i hungry where am i on the hunger scale hmm no i'm not really hungry but this looks really good. And it's calling out to me. I feel it in my body. The vibration I feel is like it's reaching out for that cookie. This vibration in my body is it's humming and it's, and it's, and it's black and it wants things. It's like this empty blackness that needs to be filled with this cookie. So narrate what's going on in your body. And once you can visualize why why do I have an empty blackness that needs to be filled by a cookie? Well, that's that's something I need to explore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk to my shrink about that one. <laughs> like I said, wait 10 minutes, drink some water, breathe, give yourself some space, and then decide, is this something I really want? Am I truly hungry? Does this food fit into my planned protocol? Is this going to help me get to my goals? If it's not, then rethink why you reached for that. Here are my recommendations. Get to know your hunger signals. When you have to fast for a day or two, for whatever reason, if you're having surgery or a colonoscopy or uh, you decide you want to do a cleanse or whatever it is, if, when you do a fast, you really get to know your signals better. There's another exercise you can try. It's, it's interesting, and it's a great learning opportunity uh, if you want to try it. What you do is you eat six times in a day. You do this for a couple of weeks. You only eat when you're hungry enough that you think you need to eat food. Then you eat something like a salad or an apple, or something healthy, something that's going to f satisfy you nutritionally. And then you stop eating as soon as you're not really hungry anymore. Don't wait till you're full. Don't wait until you're sated and couldn't eat another bite and stuffed. Just eat a few bites and then keep asking yourself, now where am I on the hunger scale? It might only take a couple of bites before you're like, okay, I'm satisfied. And then you wait again until the next time you're really hungry. And then you take a few more bites. 
this is just a way to learn your signals in case you have lost that signal with yourself, you know, that being in touch with your body and its signals. Plan your eating protocol for your best health. You decide what do you need to eat to be really healthy. If you want to lose weight, what's it going to take? Write it down, plan it out, and then follow your plan. Manage your urges in the same way that I just described where you find yourself reaching for food, start narrating it to yourself. I'm reaching for a cookie. Why am I reaching for a cookie? I have a cookie in my hand. It looks really good. Why am I eating this? Where am I on the hunger scale? Start asking yourself these questions to become conscious of that reaching for food. Why am I doing this? Then get support. If you find that you are starting to notice things, But I don't want to notice these things, and I don't know what to do with them when I do notice. Get some support. Join a group, or ask a friend to help you, or call for coaching. You can overcome urges starting today and get the support that you need to commit to your goals and learn the best way to enjoy the transitional journey from where you're at now to where you want to be. Just click on the link in the description box below and schedule a call with me. And we'll get to the bottom of what's going on. Right now, we're going to open up the phone lines and check out the chat room. Here's a question for you. How do you control your desire to eat? How do you do it? What works best for you? Call us at 202-815-1171 and let's talk about it. So, um, small chat room today. uh, Jimmy Fass, Glenna Friedman, Tony Rusi. Um, Glenna says about sugars it's addicting and that her uh, hunger indication is a headache and grumpy uh, you know Um, Tony says what do you think are the top three healthy fats he likes raw cashews Glenna says avocado flaxseed and coconut oil coconut oil uh, MCT oil which is a coconut oil derivative Um, avocado yeah avocado uh, grass fed butter or grass fed ghee also very good for you. Yeah. Avocados are probably way at the top of food because they have the healthy fats. They're, uh, they give you lots of vitamins and minerals. It's just an amazing food. So I just noticed I was uh, going through my coupon online thing today when we were grocery shopping, and they have frozen cut up um Avocado that you can buy now in packages, frozen avocado, which is like awesome. Peeled and cut? Yeah, ready to eat. Oh, man. Isn't that awesome? So you could add them to your smoothie, or you could let them thaw out a little bit, have them with salad. Uh, And I just think it's awesome because, you know, uh, avocados are so difficult sometimes. You know, you get them really green and they're too hard to eat, and you got to let them sit there for a while. You let them sit there a day too long, and now they're black and mushy and gross, and you throw them out. So they're they're very difficult to uh, to plan on sometimes. Sometimes they're really expensive, you know, and then sometimes they're they have good prices on them, but you can't like stock up on them. Hmm. But with the frozen ones, I thought that was pretty awesome. Have you tried them? I have not. I just saw the coupon huh. today. I was like, hey, I didn't even know that existed. Where at what coupon for who? Uh, well, it, the coupon was through Smiths, hmm. um, and I guess they carry it at Smiths. So hmm. probably all the Kroger chains are starting to carry them. So uh, I thought that 
Tony Rusi says, I have heard that you can peel an avocado seed and blend it. Okay. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Um, <laughs> Is there things in the seed that are there? I know cashews are actually seeds of fruits, so maybe some seeds are, are, are good to eat. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about ca uh, avocado seeds. It's not something I've ever looked no, into. never heard of well, thanks so much for joining us today to talk about the hunger scale and desire to eat. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. For The Softer Side, I'm your Life Transitions Coach, Shelley Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. And visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at esofterside.com.